I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I am Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. A Monday morning, the NHL playoffs have arrived. Amal, we'll see the start of four series tonight. Two of the four series left in the NBA playoffs continue tonight with Game 1. We've got eight games on the Major League Baseball card today, and we want to pick your brain about the French Open. Jeff Erickson, co-founder of Rotowire, will join us in 30 minutes to discuss all things baseball. But let's start with the NBA and a team we thought had a better chance than the odds suggested. The Milwaukee Bucks closed plus 175, plus 180 to win that series. They go into Boston, play a great defensive game, take control late in the first quarter, 101-89. And take game one. And now the series odds have shifted from Boston minus 210 to the Bucks minus 130. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Nothing like watching a game you wish you uh, had bet on and taking Milwaukee the whole time. <laughs> I wasn't even close. I, I was like, man, I wish I had taken this Bucks team in this matchup. Uh, Giannis and company, outstanding. Uh, Drew Holiday played well. This team was terrific from the three-point line. Mike, you know, at one point in time, they were 10 for 20 from the three-point arc. And then they wind up two for, uh, I think, 12 or 14 down the stretch. But this team still played well enough, despite shooting, I think it was one percentage point lower than Boston from the three-point line to be able to win this game fairly comfortably. Really, Boston had made a push in the third quarter, but couldn't do more than that in this matchup. Did you end up taking this series in any way? I did not. I stayed off of it completely, and it looks like early on I'm regretting it. And the reason I say that, I know a long way to go. But Mm. the reason I say that is because you could have taken the Bucs at the nice plus price, and now you could have come back the other way 
I mean, that's the thing here. You know, we talk about hedging probably more than any other show. And it's one of my favorite lines. You never go broke taking a profit. I mean, it doesn't have to be, unless that's something that you just absolutely love. Unless it's Miami playing Nebraska in the Rose Bowl 2001. Those gifts don't come around too often. So I ended up taking the Bucks plus a game and a half minus 140. I, I made the wager on Saturday. I talked to some people that like that as well, including our guys on the radio in Iowa. I mean, I go back to what you said. It's still the Bucks to defend. They're yeah. titled to defend. Although Boston, the price got so inflated because of the sweep of the Nets, obviously. People were impressed. And they played great defense uh, down the stretch in the last two months of the year. So I look at it from the other perspective. I wish I had plus 180, and now I could take now I could take plus 110 on the cell. <laughs> I would immediately, right? right and exactly. be done with the series. It's a free roll. And be done with the series. I wouldn't have to try to watch any games. But now it's switched to the Bucks minus a game and a half, or plus 135. Celtics plus a game and a half, minus 165. So I'm still not in a spot there because I laid 140 that I could come back um, in a spot there. Celtics in seven uh, in the series price is Celtics 4-3 uh, is the favorite right now at plus 250. Um, you know, to me, when I look at this right now, I think, I, look, you and I both kind of leaned towards Milwaukee before the series started. Long way to go there. Uh, I thought Memphis missed an opportunity with Draymond Green getting ejected in that game yesterday. I don't know. You know, it's interesting. Maybe I'm seeing this incorrectly, but I don't know why so many people are complaining. I thought he absolutely yanked on Brandon Clark, pulling him down. The way the games are officiated today, I thought that should have automatically been an injection. Absolutely. The only controversy to me was the tip ball out of bounds where they they, they didn't even go to replay. They yeah. just said jump ball. Yeah, exa exactly. <laughs> that was a little strange. By, by the way, you know, speaking of jump ball, the one thing I don't like the rule is, and it happened in the Boston game when um, – Grayson Allen thought he was going to the line for three shots, and they reversed the call on they the challenge. They reviewed it and called it a jump ball. See, to me on that play, after that, that should go to Boston. You know, and first of all, I, I got to tell you, they got to start calling this as an offensive foul or a technical foul when you sit there and you do this nonsense of kicking Kick. your leg out, and then the team's got to review it. It's so stupid. The Warriors, as you mentioned in the other game that went yesterday, and Good job, Adam Silver, moving that series up so we weren't stuck with just one game yesterday. I, yeah, um, and, and, and you go 2-2 two, two every other night now. They win but don't cover 117-116. Grizzlies came out, had, to, had a double-digit lead for a large part of the first half. You mentioned Draymond gets ejected. Warriors still get the win. That game closed minus two. Were you surprised the Warriors opened as a two-point favorite on the road in this series? Not really because when you look at Golden State's mm -hmm. experience, and by the way, how well is Jordan Poole playing for this Bro. team right now? Uh, but when you look at the experience and what they've been able to go through over the years, you have to give a huge edge to Golden State. They understand that during the postseason, it's just a completely different game. And they go on the road, get an early big win. I, it's not that Memphis isn't capable of winning potentially three more games on their home floor if it got to a game seven. But I'm not convinced that they can necessarily win in the Bay Area, despite the fact they took three out of four against uh, Golden State during the regular season. Yeah, I agree with that point. And now all the pressure on Memphis to hold at yeah. least one game at home here. Is this a spot where you look to come back with Memphis because it's a must win? Normally I would. Uh -huh. But this is not Minnesota. I mean, Golden State is very capable of sitting there saying, all right, you know, we got game one. We didn't play our best later on in this game. Uh, come back and then win this series in four or five games possibly. All right, let's get on to tonight's game. Now, the big news is Joel Embiid out, yeah. and the, and Miami becomes a huge favorite in their one-versus-four Eastern Conference semifinals against the 76ers. Tonight in Miami, Amal, seven-and-a-half-point favorite, total of 208-and-a-half, and the series price, Heat, minus 350, take back 270 on the Sixers. So I believe Miami's going to win the series. However, if you believe Philly's going to win, I think you wait 
because I think there's a strong possibility that Miami is up 2-0 before we get back to Philadelphia. You know, Greg Popovich always says the series doesn't even start until you win on somebody's home floor. And I think if Philly's down 2-0, you're going to get a great price on them, but they're very capable of winning games 3-4 and four on their home floor. So this could be an interesting matchup. I don't think it's as much of a foregone conclusion as everybody else does, but the one concern I have is, can Joel Embiid return, and how concerned or how much of a lingering effect does it have on him mentally having that orbital fracture? If Embiid were healthy and we didn't have this injury to deal with, what would the number tonight be instead of 7.5? Would it be 4, 4.5? I think so, right around there. Yeah. Then, yeah. Are you going to attack this series in any way, or are you going to wait for the results the first two games? No, I'm hoping Miami's up 2 and then just take yeah. a small shot on the 76ers, and then you get a win in Game 3, and you have an opportunity maybe even hedge there if necessary. Okay. Uh, and then the other series that starts tonight in the West, Mavericks taking on the Suns. Mavericks defeat Utah in six games. Suns defeat New Orleans in six games. Heavy series price here. Suns are a $3 favorite over the Mavs. This is the 1-4 matchup in the West. Take back 245 on the Mavericks. Uh, tonight's game in Phoenix, Suns lane 5.5 with a total of 214.5. Yeah, this is a, a game that, uh, I look at Phoenix here, five and a half. Devin Booker got in the lineup last game. We were concerned he wouldn't be able to necessarily return in that series against New Orleans. Does so. Um, how about Chris Paul? I mean, 14 for 14 in that uh, closeout game. Just absolutely unbelievable. Here's what I don't understand. Isn't this similar to what we saw a number at home in game one with Luka Doncic not in the lineup? I get that. But Phoenix now at home. Uh, remember, Utah was a six-point road Utah. favorite. Utah was the same. How about game three when Doncic was declared out? The line went from five and a half to eight. Yeah. Utah was laying eight at home. Right. Yeah, and now all and of now a sudden the, the Suns are only five and a half at home. Yeah. I'd have to look at the Phoenix Suns here laying the points. How about series-wise overall? Do you think Dallas can make this interesting? Well, look, I'm going to have to say yes because I've been wrong so much on the Mavericks in the last series. They were terrific. Five, I think they were, what, 5-0-1 against the number? Mm-hmm. Um to me, I like Phoenix. They're a more complete team. Now, granted, I was late to the party with the Suns, but I still think this team deserves a ton of credit for what they were able to accomplish in the regular season. In terms of the line, Mike, I think five and a half is a bit tricky, but I think Phoenix is going to win this series, and I just have a feeling this is going to be a five-game series. I don't Ooh. think Dallas is going to shoot the ball as well as they did against the Jazz. I'm going to take a small shot on Dallas, and we'll get to it when we get to the plays in the last segment of the show. Not at plus 245, but I'm going to bet it uh, with the series spread here and see if they can keep things Interesting, if they could steal one of these first two games in the Valley, then I can obviously make money off the bet as well. Two early baseball out of the eight games today. We're through three innings in St. Louis. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt hits a, a home run in the top of the first off Zach Grinke on an 0-2 pitch that he left out over the plate. Cardinals lead one nothing behind Steven Matz through four. Have you watched much of this game at all, Amal? I haven't. I just saw the ground ball double play, but I saw the weather earlier in this game, and I can see why so many people one day in the middle of, like, March decide to move out of the Midwest. That's what it looks like right now, despite the fact that we're on May 2nd in St. Louis. Meanwhile, tremendous crowd there. This is a makeup game from a game that got rained out, okay. and they're not going to play again in St. Louis. So they did it on an off day here. Let's look at the end game number, uh, Royals and Cardinals right now. As I said, one nothing going to the top of the fourth. Cardinals. Minus 320, minus $1.15, minus a run and a half, and a total of five and a half, juice to the over, minus 125. Yeah, you know, I was, first of all, I was wondering why they were playing this game, but you said it was a makeup mm-hmm. game. Uh, I think that's where your biggest advantage is now. Sometimes, like, for example, yesterday in that um, the Mets game, I got beat on that because you take the in-play numbers and it was higher, and they just kept scoring. I mean, it was an absolute floodgates game. Uh, but to me, with this Cardinals matchup, this team, it's interesting. They look like they can score runs, but at the same time, they struggle. Your guy, Merrill Kelly, was terrific on Saturday in that matchup against Nicholas. 
Yeah, it, awesome. I bet, you know what I decided to do in that game? Bet no run. Britton was talking about it, so I said, let's do it. I bet no run first, second, third, and fourth innings. <laughs> mean, it was anywhere from it. minus $1.20 to minus $1, like a 50 in the third when they're at the bottom of the lineups. I could have just bet first five on. I was 0-0 what they didn't yeah. score until until later in the game. But Mikolas was good as well. I do have an in-game play uh, under four and a half after Goldschmidt hit the home run, minus 145, first five. The reason I want to talk about the two early baseball games, in, a, in about three minutes, they're going to throw the first pitch at cellular one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Cease against Patrick Sandoval. I have a play on this. I want to give it now before the game starts. Sandoval's plus 125 for the game. I'm going to take him first five. I'm all 15 innings pitched so far this year. He hasn't given up an earned run. Cease has been decent as well. He's two and one. So I'm instead of taking a dollar twenty-five for the whole game, I took Angels first five plus one fifteen of all. To your point about Sandoval last outing against the Indians, out excuse me, the Guardians, outstanding. Seven innings pitched, two hits, one base on ball, nine Ks. Let's see if he can duplicate that effort uh, today here against this White Sox team that continues to scuffle just two and eight in their last ten, eight and thirteen overall. I don't know if they're gonna get things turned around. I mean, they got too many injuries right now. Yeah, look at all these toes. You see a lot of first five threes today, a couple of them. It's it's tough now. We've been betting these these unders, but like the game in Miami's a three. Yeah, but there were 12 games yesterday that went over the total. Yeah. I mean, weather is going to dictate a lot of it. The VSIN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. And Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and the Kentucky Derby betting guide. All for $59. Go to vcin.com slash spring. Up next, the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke free and spit free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That's zyn.com slash 10. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shah. Coming up in 15 minutes, our friend Jeff Erickson, co-founder of Rotowire, to break down what's happened so far in Major League Baseball. See if he has any best bets for today's slate. Six games still to start uh, later today. Amal, it's finally here. It's a sport where the playoffs are more different than the regular season, more than any other, in my opinion, is the Stanley Cup playoffs. I would agree with you, and I think a lot of people may not necessarily follow the regular season hockey, mm-hmm. but have a true affinity for the postseason. Let's take a look at, uh, as we get into into the Stanley Cup starting tonight, conference odds and overall odds to win the Stanley Cup. Then we'll break down uh, the four games that start tonight. In the West, the Avalanche, the heaviest favorite at plus 130. The Flames, who you've been on for about three months, are plus $3 now. Oilers and Wild, the co-third choices at 8-1. to one. Blues are 10-1. to one. Predators and Stars, 20-1. to one. And the LA Kings, no Drew Doughty, 30-1. to one. In your opinion, if you did not have a bet already mm-hmm. on a future in the West, is it your angle to try to beat the Avalanche? Well, I think so just simply based on pricing, mm-hmm. but I think this is Colorado's buster boom year, right? Like, I don't see how you can come back with the same squad if you don't get it done at this point in time. Um, I, I think Colorado's going to be the team to beat out West. 
You know, Mike, the other team, I mentioned Calgary obviously a while back, but the other team that I would potentially look at, and one concern I have is the uh, defensive point of view is the Edmonton Oilers. I, I'm mm. concerned how well they defend, but when you look at Connor McDavid and Nathan McKin- uh, excuse me, um, Leon Dreisaitl, in terms of what these guys can do offensively, they are as elite as elite talent gets. I can't go there. They buried me last year at the start of the playoffs with being swept by Winnipeg. I mean, they couldn't even get one game for me. I kept coming back with them. I mean, they had beaten Winnipeg six out of seven heading in. They were up one nothing in the first game, and then after that, it was all Jets. And Jets didn't go any further. I mean, no, they, they didn't. weren't. They were no. They were no juggernaut. Look, I, I got to take the Kings off the board. Yeah. I you know I don't really have a team I cheer for, but I pseudo like the Kings because I'm a big Anze Kopitar and of course Drew Doughty fan. But without Doughty. This team right now, a little bit younger. I give them a ton of credit for making the playoffs. I didn't think this was a playoff team, but I don't think they're a contender. Preds defensively at the down the stretch have had some issues defensively. That's an area of concern for me. You know, stars are incredibly dangerous with Pavelski on the power play, but how many power play opportunities are you going to get in the postseason? What a gift I got. Now I have the stars at forty to one to win yeah. the cup from from January. Yeah. What a gift I got. Were you paying attention to what happened in Glendale late Friday night? I was not. All all Nashville needs is one point to get the first wild card and face Calgary in the first round. And then the Stars would be facing the Avalanche. They're up three to nothing, two minutes and 45 seconds into the game. They're up four to nothing, six minutes into the game. Coyotes pull, however you say his name, Vigmelka or whatever. They lose five to four. Phoenix comes back and beats them five to four. Dallas now gets Calgary instead of. Dallas can beat Calgary because it'll be a grinded out low scoring series. I don't think they could have contended with the firepower of the Avalanche. Tend to agree with you, but if you're down, you're going to try to turn into a defensive matchup. Yeah. We'll see what happens. By the way, quick useless stat i got to give you because a friend of mine told me. The Montreal Canadiens in their history never had a goal differential of minus 100. <laughs> going into the final game, they were minus 107. They went 10-2. They went 10-2. <laughs> they go to 99. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What a stat. They put up 10 on the, on the Panthers. Maybe a harbinger of things to come. Oh, I think the East is so wide open. It's so interesting this year. I think there's a lot of betting opportunities. Panthers, Florida Panthers, the one seed are your favorite, plus 275. The Maple Leafs is interesting. Three teams from the Atlantic are favored above the first-place team from the Metro and the Hurricanes. Maple Leafs plus 450, Lightning plus 550. They meet in the first round with Toronto with the home ice, the second and third choices. Bruins and Rangers are 8-1, to one, Penguins plus 850, and the Capitals 14-1. to one. Okay, I believe you can eliminate Washington. Okay. Um, I think they're going to be. It's going to be tough for them to get there. The Penguins, Tristan uh, Jari's uh, injury right now, a little bit of a concern for me. How going to miss at least the first two, two games, games in New York? Yes, right. that's a concern. You have the Rangers. I think what twenty six to one. Twenty six to one, and I'm going to bet them again in this. I can't believe they're minus one twenty in the series against Pittsburgh. Well, look, I don't believe it's as as simplistic as you make it out to be. But if you beat Casey DeSmith the first two games, I can come back with the Penguins at six to yeah, one. Yeah, that's after, true. You know yeah, what I mean? Fair enough. That's absolutely. what I'm looking at. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with that. Boston, um, you know, I like Are they Swayman. good enough? But are no, they good I, enough? I don't know. They might go with Olmark as a starter there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who they're going to go I with. I think they'll both see time. Um, Austin Matthews, who, who my buddy mentioned the Canadians, that he's, he's arguing with me already. He said Austin Matthews will be the greatest American player of all time. I heard that earlier. I remember Did I really? brought that up, the guy on the radio in Iowa. Did, Ken Miller said he believes when it's all said and done, the greatest American player. And you said not so fast, Mikey Moe. Yeah, it's absolutely right. But I'm biased in that one. Um Mike, no way I could take the Panthers to plus 275. You just mentioned it defensively. Is this team consistent? Good is consistently no. good enough? And you don't get those open ice opportunities. Now, the one thing you have to be concerned with when you play Florida, Mike, this team is deep in terms of scoring. I think they had 10 guys over 15 goals this year. They are relentless. 
Um, we're not talking about Tampa, but I have some concerns there. I, I tell you what. Um, I'd not, add the Hurricanes to my portfolio. Well, I listen, I, I, I'm a Brenda Moore guy. I, I don't necessarily buy the Hurricanes. I'm looking at the Leafs, though. Yeah. I think this team is dangerous. All right, let's get into the series. Yeah. The two in the East tonight. Let's start in uh, Raleigh. Bruins at Hurricanes. Series price. Are you surprised by this? The Hurricanes, a very slight favorite. Minus $1.15. And tonight, they're $1.20. Total five and a half. No, and I'll tell you what, this is a game I'd be looking at playing the under. I think it's going to be a defensive-minded game. We're in the playoffs. It's going to be a different element. And and the other thing is, if on the off chance, and it's going to be hard to get the numbers to go there, you're going to need two two early goals to be able to get to a 7.5 in these games. You ever get to that Very place? early. Very you're going to have to get them in the first eight minutes or so. Absolutely. Maybe so, before the first TV timeout. Yeah, and something to pay attention to there. But I think the series could go any which way. Um I'm going to stay away from this one. We've been playing a lot of totals. I'm surprised at how high some of these were. To me, Boston, Carolina should be a flat five. Now, Maple Leafs, Lightning. Lightning, two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Maple Leafs get the two-seed in the Atlantic. Lightning hold on for the three-seed. This opens in Toronto tonight. We talked about this last week. I asked you, what's the series price? You said you thought Tampa would be a small favorite. Yeah. Lightning, $1.30 in the, favor- in the series. Uh, excuse me, $1.20. Even money on the Lightning tonight. Maple Leafs $1.30 for the game with a total six and a half. First of all, I think the price is set correctly on the series. Uh, Tampa's experience is obviously huge, but Mike, when you're going for that three-peat, it's very tough. You played so many games down the stretch. Uh, I'm going to favor Toronto here in this game tonight, the first game. And this is so much more important for the Maple Leafs than it is for the Lightning. Tampa knows any scenario until you beat them four times, they're still in a position to be able to win. But for Toronto, you've got to get off to a fast start against this uh, Lightning team because then you start to question yourself if you can't beat them on home ice. I think it's uh, Tampa, excuse me, Toronto, the Maple Leafs here tonight. By the way, as you mentioned, it's all Mark against Antiranta yeah. tonight in in uh, Carolina. I think you'll have Vasilevsky and Jack Campbell in goal in Toronto. Let's turn to the West. Um, Blues Wild. I think this is a terrific series. This, you know, I don't bet how many games a series is going to go. But I would look at a price on seven games here or six games here. I think these two teams are so evenly matched. I didn't think it was a big deal who had home ice. They've played high-scoring games all year. Wild, $1.50, favorite in the series, take back one thirty with the Blues. And tonight at XL Energy Arena, the Wild are $1.30. Total here, 6.5, juice to the under. Do you know who's going to be starting for the Minnesota Wild? It's not Fleury. It is. It looks like it's going to be Fleury. They said, did you see what they said on Saturday? That Fleury not. would not get the game one start, but now he's li- listed as likely uh, against Ville Husso. I'm surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Cam Talbot has played well. Now, yep. I know he's had a little bit of a hiccup against St. Louis, but if you look at him down the stretch, he's played particularly well. Uh, Minnesota's been terrific at home this year. Uh, 135 is not a bad price. I-, I still think the Wild find a way through. This has been an entertaining regular season series, but I think Minnesota, because the home ice advantage, wins this series. I think the price is too high, though. At 135? If, if you told me I have to bet it, I have to take 130. I can't lay 150 in this series. I think they're. Uh, I would price, make yeah. Minnesota about 125, 130 as a series. Favorite. I tend to agree I think with the you price in the game one is correct. I actually think it's a little bit high. I, I thought it was going to be 125 or 130 to your point. Yeah, I have 130. Earlier. I see it's up to 135. Yeah. Uh, let's hit the other series. Uh, Kings Oilers. Uh, we know the Kings kind of stumbled down the stretch here. But they did qualify. They've played some low-scoring games. Not a lot of punch without Dowdy in the lineup. Oilers, minus 250 for the series. Take back $2 on the King. And tonight in Edmonton, huge price, really. Minus 210, total 
Uh, this is one where I, I think the uh, Kings are in a little bit of trouble. Uh, if you're the Oilers, you got to play well defensively because if the Kings get a lead on you, I think it could be a real problem here for uh, Edmonton in this one. Didn't play this total, Mike, but to me, 205 is too high to lay with Edmonton. Would you look at, you know, we have a, a theory that this the games are going to change in the playoffs here. Would you start hitting these six and a half unders before the games start? Yeah. Um, just under that theory. When's the last time we saw six and a half in a playoff game? I don't remember. Well, you got to go back to Tampa and Florida. But other than that, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a situation where I think it's going to be tough to see a ton of goals scored, especially when you look at facing off against the Kings. I think the, I think Boston, Carolina, and the Rangers and Pittsburgh, the total should be flat fives. All right, when we come back, uh, Rotowire co-founder Jeff Erickson joins the program. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network. The Kentucky Derby is this Saturday, and right now VSEN is offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the run for the roses. Pre-order your copy now for only $9.99 at VSEN.com slash Derby Guide. That's vcin.com slash Derby Guide. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw, and it's our pleasure to bring in again on a Monday Mr. Jeff Erickson, the co-founder of RotoWire. Jeff, how are you this morning? Doing great, although I'm a Patrick Sandoval fantasy owner, and I, I was, I'm hating this first inning. Now they're down 2-0. Uh, Joe Adele played some terrible defense earlier in this game, so, uh, yeah, not happy with that start, but I'm look. I'm, I'm enjoying the pitching matchup. Cease versus Sandoval is a fun one. Yeah, I bet uh, I, I'm not enjoying it because I have Sandoval plus 115 first five. So I've dug myself a a big hole here. Had he had not had earned a, uh, allowed an earned run yet this year. I want to take you to uh, take us to New York. Uh, Mets with the best record in the National League and the Braves coming in a huge series in the NL East. Ozzy Albius gets on Marcelo Zuna for uh, lack of hustle in the base running on. Saturday night in their in their game. Um, I think it's a good thing for the team. But a series with great pitching matchups, including tonight, Max Freed taking on Chris Bassett, who, like you, is complaining about the baseball so far this year. Bassett, <laughs> a short home favorite, $1.20, total 6.5, Jeff. Yeah, and uh, Bassett's been a really nice ad for them. You know, when they, you know, And it turns out needed. At first, it was thought to be a little bit of a luxury, but then with DeGrom out, he's really stepped up. He's been a big part of this Mets rotation. Uh, yeah, he talked about the ball being a little, you know, un, you know, it's not only it's a mush ball, but it's also not consistent. You know, the, the quality of the ball, every ball is a little bit different, which is a little frustrating, I'm sure, for pitchers, too. Uh, but, yeah, fun series coming up. The Braves, a little bit of a funk. Uh, they had an easy April schedule and didn't take advantage of it. We were talking off air about how bad my Reds are. Uh, the Braves lost, you know, they split a four-game series to start the season. They have to be looking back and thinking what a missed opportunity that was. Uh, but we kind of saw it with the Braves last year, too. Sometimes they take a while to get going. Charlie Morton's been off to a really tough start. Freed's been pitching pretty well, but uh, th they just got Acuna back this week. So, you know, we'll see. They could have a little something in them still pretty much. But this is a big series to them. Uh, they, I think it's a four-game series, and the Mets play eight games this week. Jeff, I want to go back to your Reds for a second. I promise I'm not picking on you, but we have to discuss a team that's 3-19. and 19. I mean, this is a bet-against team for us. You know, this is a team that was contending for the playoffs. Right there, they dismantled this team, and now it looks like these guys don't even know how to play baseball. I mean, Tommy Pham had like two solo shots in San Diego. 
The rest of the team took the other 26 or 25 innings off. What is going on with this team, and can they get anything or at least have a semblance of a competitive team at some point in time? Yeah, they're bad and unlucky. 11 guys on the IL right now, Luis Castillo being the most notable from the pitching side of things. You trade away Sonny Gray. So you're down two of your three top starters. Tyler Molly, if you look at his career, has been a much better pitcher on the road than at home, and he's been pitching a decent amount of home games. Got hit pretty hard by the Dodgers, too. Uh, Hunter Green is, you know, Nick Lodolo are, you know, really exciting guys, but they're rookies. And, you know, you're expecting a lot out of them. And then you turn around and look at the lineup, and it's just sad. It's it's just a really sad lineup. You trade away Winker and Suarez. Castellano walked via free agency. Uh, they, they, they trade away Tucker Barnhart just for the, the cash savings. You know, it, all that adds up. And, you know, Tyler Stevenson got the concussion. He's still coming. He's supposed to come back on Tuesday. That'll help that lineup a little bit. But, you know, where are they pl- uh, have a plus player? Nowhere. Uh, Joey Votto is, was last year, but he's off to a terrible start. Uh, and you look at the rest of that lineup, and they don't really have one guy. You think, okay, he's one of the best 15 players in the league at that position. Yeah, Mike, I heard a rumor Jeff's watching highlights of the 1990 Reds. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, uh, yesterday in Miami, um, Alcantara against Gilbert. Gilbert pitches better, moves to 4-0. and I talked to Josh Towers, who's a Thursday guest on our show last year, about Gilbert. And I said, when this kid starts spotting his fastball, he's going to be dangerous. He's 4-0 and through four starts, 28 innings pitched, second in the AL uh, in ERA amongst those that qualify. At the end of the AL Cy Young race this year, is Logan Gilbert going to be around? He could be. He could be. He showed signs last year. You know, he started a little slow, and then that second half of the season, uh, he, he really came on strong. You, you know, as he compared to some of his compatriots, he doesn't walk that many guys, as you alluded to. His whip is really low. We like that in fantasy. Not that many base, base runners get on against him. They finally cooled off a red-hot Marlins team that had won seven in a row prior to that. Uh, fun sequence in that game, too. They're getting some hitting, finally, from Julio Rodriguez. The, the Marlins intentionally walked Abraham Toro, who's Abraham Toro, just so they could pitch to Julio Rodriguez, and Rodriguez hit his first Major League homer. Right. If you look at the week-to-week stats on Rodriguez, he's getting better. Plus, he leads baseball and stolen bases with nine. So a lot of good things coming out of there. The Mar- if, they, if the Mariners could get anything out of Kelnick, uh, man, that team could be fun. But Gilbert's fun. Uh, they, you know, they need to get Robbie Ray right. His velocity has been a little bit down so far this year. But Mariners are going to be uh, pushing the Astros, uh, pushing the Angels. I think this is going to be a fun race out west. Jeff, I want to ask you about the Minnesota Twins sitting at 13-9 and right now. Nothing overwhelming, but playing far better than at least I thought they would. Are you a believer in this team? I thought yesterday, I don't know if you saw the game, there was an error early on um, that got Buxton on base, and I just feel like, you know, Towers talks about this all the time, where pitchers start to unravel. Nobody more than Marcus Stroman when an error is committed behind him, but uh, are you buying this team? Are they going to be a contender throughout the course of the season, or are we waiting for the White Sox potentially to get healthy and maybe the Indians to hit at some point in time? Well, they're in the right division. Uh, the, you know, White Sox, as you alluded to, are really hurt uh, and and slumping too. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think the Guardians are that legit. And yeah, they swept the A's, big deal. Uh, they also got swept by the Angels prior to that. So, and then the Royals, I think, are going to be better, and the Tigers are going to be better in the long run. But it's a long run, so they're they're positioned well. I'm a little skeptical that the Twins' starting pitching depth is that strong, uh, and they just lost Bailey over. I think that hurts them a little bit. They did get, uh, you know, they, they did get some good starts uh, in this last week. They Joe Ryan looks fantastic. Buxton's just got to stay healthy too. That's the other thing. Um, it's so fun to see a healthy Buxton, see what he can do. He uh, homered later in that game against the Rays yesterday. Uh, they they jumped on Josh Fleming. Uh, a terrible two star week for Fleming, by the way. Uh, but 
you know, that that they're they're a fun team. They can I think they're they've got a good deep lineup. They just need a I think they need one more arm in the rotation and maybe another in the bullpen too. Jeff, big series north of the border. The Yankees roll into Toronto, Jordan Montgomery, and they get Ross Stripling tonight. Can the Yankees keep this momentum going? We've all been critical of their lineup in terms of uh, you know, their on base percentage and too much feast or famine, but it's been working so far. Yeah. It has, and the pitching has been the, the hidden thing that people don't realize how good at run prevention the Yankees have been, averaging less than three runs per game against them. Uh, you know, Nestor Cortez has been super fun to watch. They've gotten great mileage out of Michael King uh, and uh, in the bullpen there to kind of lead, lead the way to Chapman. Uh, he'll throw multiple innings at a time, and that's really invaluable, especially when you look at, like, Jonathan Loisega struggling a little bit, although I think his last two outings have been better. Chad Green struggled a little bit, so... Getting uh, him to step up there, King to step up, has really helped. Uh, meanwhile, the, the, the lineup, Rizzo's done what they expected out of him at least, but uh, they still have some parts that could start kind of fire up a little bit more, and they could be really scary. Let's go to the other New York team. Metropolitan's playing well so far, 16-7. and seven. Scherzer didn't piss, pitch his best yesterday, but the offense really got going. Is this a team that when they get DeGrom back, it's only going to add to what they have? You mentioned a terrific series coming up with the Braves here in the next few days, but... Uh, it, I feel like this team's going to be here all year. I believe they're going to win this division. Philly is exactly who I thought they were, an under 500 type of team. But do you buy the Mets? I do. I mean, newsflash, the team that invests in their product does well on the field. Who knew? Uh, Stevie Cohen you know, took a year uh, to start spending some of those, those bucks, and he did this offseason. That's what this lockout was all about, by the way. It was the small market owners not wanting to have another you know, financial titans outspending him. But you know what? Too bad. I, I mean, it, it's... It's a good thing when baseball teams spend, and a big market behaves like a big market. Uh, Starling Marte has been a nice add. Going and trading for uh, Bassett was really a good move, uh, and Max Scherzer didn't pitch great last night, but he's been what the, he's getting them length. He's getting he's had some gems there too. It's it's fun. I mean, they had to designate uh, Robinson Cano today when they had the roster cut down, and they didn't care about sinking. I mean, the cost was already sunk. You eat the contract regardless whether he plays or not. At least he isn't mucking up the active roster. Uh, but it shows a lot of te- how many teams would cut the guy that has it was owed forty million at the start of the season. The Mets could afford to do that, and I think that was the, it was the right decision instead of like jettisoning Dominic Smith instead. I've got about a minute left, Jeff. I want to go back to Miami. Arizona comes in. Uh, Galen against Pablo Lopez. Lopez has been outstanding. So has Galen. Here's a total of six and a half. First five total of three. Do the Marlins bounce back tonight? A dollar sixty-five favorite, or do you attack this total? I attack the total. I mean, Zach Gallen versus Pablo Lopez. I mean, and remember, this is a revenge game for Zach Gallen. He was with the Marlins, uh, came, came over to the, the Diamondbacks uh, a little bit ago, uh, about a, two years ago. A little bit of a shocking trade because he was breaking out with the Marlins. And he's off to a really good start in his own right. And, you know, Arizona is just historically bad offensively. So I, I want to attack that Diamondbacks lineup, go with first five, go with run, uh, to- unders. I think I would go under six and a half even, and I know it's such a low number to go after, but I, I like both starting pitchers here quite a bit. Jeff, thanks for the time again today, and we'll talk to you next Monday. You bet. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Hard for me to pull the trigger on under three. Well, I, looked I, at I, it, I looked at it hard. I wouldn't do it, but I tend to agree with him on the six and a half. It's not the foregone conclusion that it was before where everyone's going to get to three runs each. Gallon and Lopez both combined, Mike. If you add their ERs up, not even it's equal not even to a one. Run, run, yeah, exactly. Right? Like Point nine nine nine. Yeah, that's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. All right, coming up, we have the plays, but also the French Open is starting, and we're going to pick them all's brain.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hockey playoff time, and Bet Rivers has a special offer through the entire NHL playoffs. Throughout the playoffs, place the three same game parlays of $10 or more on each round and receive a $10 free bet at the conclusion of each round. 
Think of it as betting a hat trick. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Be your ideal combo with same-game parlays on the BetRivers app or at BetRivers.com. Mike, you know why I screw up these reads so bad? These are some of the worst-written copy I've ever seen in my life. Well, I thought it had something to do with Northwest Ohio education. I'm not from Northwest Ohio. Well, I'm Northeast where, Ohio. Oh, Northeast Ohio. Well, <laughs> Get your directions right. What happened? You guys, well, in Iowa, Iowa. you guys in Iowa only have one spot, so you don't no, even understand not directions? Ohio, not the Ohio test of basic By the way, no, 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 yeah, that's right. The Iowa test <laughs> Uh, this is Odds On uh, here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Amal, the people have been craving a play from you. They've been waiting for a while. A new week has started. The NHL playoffs. I think you're going to come with the heat today. Yeah, we're going to start with a couple of plays. Let's start with baseball. Uh, Jeff had mentioned this in the last segment. I agree with him. Gallon against Lopez. You know, Lopez gets a bit overlooked in South Florida because they just don't draw. Nobody talks about the Marlins. But I'm going to go under six and a half here. This Diamondbacks team, I don't even know how they have 10 wins in 23 games so far. But I'm going to go under here, six and a half. And then the hockey game tonight, a game I'm looking forward to between the Panthers and the Bees, uh, under five and a half in this one, Mike. I agree with you there. I think that should be a five flat. All right, let's go to the Palm Reader playbook here. We went one and one over the weekend, but picked up a little bit of ground because the two-unit play came in. I- I'm going to do a five units here on the Rangers minus 120. I, I told you earlier in the program, they get Casey DeSmith for at least the first two games with Tristan Jari out for the Penguins. Shesterkin is playing as well as anybody. He's the runaway choice to be the Vezina winner this year. Gerard Gallant and this team in Madison Square Garden will be a terrific atmosphere. The first game tomorrow night. I think they get the first two in New York. And then I can sit on a series price where I'm going to get back, I think, 8-1 to one or better after they win the first two games here, especially if they get to DeSmith and we don't know about Jari's health. We'll, we're going to talk about the French Open tomorrow, but I'm going to bet right now Iga Sviatek to win the French Open at 2-1 to one to win the women's side of it. I'm going to get into the draw or get into the, the competitors on both sides with you here to get your thoughts about some betting opportunities. And I think you agree with me. The men's side may be more wide open than the women's side. Uh, gave this play out earlier. They're down 2 to nothing. Angel Sandoval against Cease with the White Sox. First five bad uh, fielding, as Jeff Erickson talked about in the bottom of the first. White Sox lead 2 nothing. And then I took the Mavs plus a game and a half, plus 110 in the series with the Suns, hoping they can either win it or at least force a game seven uh, in Phoenix to cash that ticket. You know, the only reason I'm not a big fan of the plus one and a half is because, to your point, it's almost like the team's got to win the series. If you get to a game seven, anything can happen. But that's assuming the Suns win three games. Now, if Dallas wins, it's obviously a different story. If you had the same philosophy as I did, would you look for in markets that offer drop downs plus two and a half and lay a large price? I would. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think Dallas got a great shot. Now, I, I think, though, against Phoenix in this particular series, depends on the series matchup. But in this one, I'm not completely convinced that we go six. I think Phoenix defensively is good enough to slow down this Mavericks team. I just don't believe the Mavs are going to shoot as well. So, for me, I'm not necessarily as much on board in this one. Love your Swatek play. Let's get into the French yeah, Open now. In a row Let's her. get into the French Open. Um, Swatek is the favorite at 2-1. to one. She's the upset winner last year, but now has been dominant. Uh, on the clay courts this spring season. Second choice uh, is Simona Halep at plus 650 of all. Naomi Osaka, 12 to 1, as well as Barbara Krejcikova and Paula Bedosa and Garbine Muguruza, all 12 to 1, those those four. And then another group of four at 16 to 1. Uh, Annette Contaviet, Jelena Ostapenko, 
Arna Sabalenka and Maria Sakari, who had a deep run in the French last year as well. They're all 16 to 1. How do you look at the women's side Let's of it? Let's start with the four at 16 to 1. Right. Sabalenka is inconsistent. She's got the talent to win a Grand Slam, hasn't been able to put it together over seven matches. Don't think she'll do it at Roland Garros this year. Uh, you mentioned, uh, who else did you mention on the bottom of that list? Austin Panko, Sakari, uh, and Kantaviet. Maria Sakari is just inconsistent for me. Can't win. He's not going to win a Grand Slam. I think she's a good enough player to be competitive, potentially get to a quarter or semifinal. Annette Contevates had a terrific year in 2021, but not as well this year. Ostapenko, remember, she won a French Open Slam. I think it was around 2016 or 17. Came back against Simona Halep down a set in 4-0. Um, I, I just don't think she'll be consistent enough. Muguruza, man, she's got a good head, head exam and just, just playing horribly. Uh, not playing consistently well enough. Bedosa, to me, at 12 to 1 is a wild card here. I think she's dangerous. I think she's really good. Top five right now in the world. Consistent, really a competitor. I like her a lot, but I don't know if she'll be able to overcome some of the talent there. Krechikova coming off of injury for a defending uh, French Open champion. That's one area. Osaka, this is not her surface. I'll tell you right now, I'd be looking at a bet on Osaka to potentially get bounced before the quarterfinals. Um, you know, she got beat by uh, Sarah Soribes Tormo this past weekend in Madrid. Simona Halep, if she's healthy, is as dangerous as anybody in the world. I know Ingrid Shiatek has won 23 matches in a row, won the French Open two years ago. But Halep is one that you got to watch out for. She took care of business against uh, Badosa pretty comfortably. Simona's just a gamer. I, I like her a lot. Multiple Grand Slam champion. Um, not bad at plus 60. And then your play at plus 2-1 to one in Ingrid Shiatek. Right now, the best player on the women's side may not be number one, but look, the tennis rankings to me don't mean as much. I think she is uh, currently number one, but I, I don't pay attention. She is number one. She is, okay. I don't even know who's ranked what. It's like it's like college basketball top 25. I don't even know who's ranked, but she is so dangerous and playing so well. This is her tournament to lose. I'm not going to sit there and say this is, you know, last 15 years out of like 12 of them where you go, okay, if Rafa's not injured, who's playing to get to the finals and lose? I'm not going to say it's that clear, but I still think she's going to be tough. I watch her matches, and she's so dominant them all. She doesn't give anybody any air. Plays well, very level-headed. You know, certain players... You 20 years at, old. I, it's really <laughs> impressive. You look at, you know, like, Yulia Putintseva, loses her marbles every time. Bencic, terrific talent, but doesn't play consistently because gets frustrated after one bad service game. Do you think she's strong enough on all the surfaces to be a Grand, a grand Slam winner at some point in her career? Um... Grass she, her weakest surface. Grass is her weakest yeah. surface, and you get the power players like Naomi Osaka. Mm -hmm. um, Ash Barty was just so precise. Mm -hmm. You know, Barty retires, and she holds actually two of the major titles right now, Wimbledon and Australian Open. So, uh, And she's also one of the French. But it, I think she's very capable. She's only going to get better. She, As you alluded to, the poll's only 20 years old. All right, let's go to the men's side of the draw. Rafa plus 120. Carlos Alcaraz plus 275. I, I'm going to stop you right, right now. Give me four names, and let's call it a day. Joker at 3.30 and CeCe Puss at 5-1. to one. You got it. There you go. These four guys are the, your guys. Nadal coming back now is interesting because remember he comes off the fractured rib. Rafa's dropped one match this year, and that was against Taylor Fritz at Indian Wells. I'm telling you right now, if Rafa's healthy without the rib fracture, he's beaten Taylor Fritz. There was an overhead shot in the tiebreak in the second set. Rafa's never missing that one in his sleep, but you could see he's hobbled. he was hobbled a little bit, took the time to rest. Let's see how effective he is. Before you go bet Rafa, Pay attention to how he does uh, in terms of the tune-up before he gets there. Alcaraz is terrific, but I got to tell you, when you get to the Grand Slams, what makes the big three the big three is winning in these five-set matches. There is just a difference in these players and their competitiveness than anybody else out there. 
Alcaraz is a guy who's going to win a Grand Slam title. I don't know if it's right now, but he's very capable. Uh, plus 275, not high enough odds for me right now to take Alcaraz. All right, you said the top four and then and then quit. But of the next group, who do you think makes a run maybe to the semis? Uh, Zaryev, Rudd, Medvedev, Team, Rublev, and Center. Yeah, real quick, just to finish out the other four, okay. we're Novak and Sitsipas. Yeah. Remember, Sitsipas had a 2-0 lead on Novak and collapsed in Novak won. Mm-hmm. So all, those four are capable, but I would say Sitsipas is a step below. Zev is inconsistent. Uh, Clay, not necessarily his best surface. He's more on the hard courts or the speed of the grass. Kasper Rude, the Norwegian, is very dangerous. He can be tough. He's played well. Um, he's a guy to keep an eye on. Daniil Medvedev, in this particular surface, don't like him. Dominic Team is coming off of wrist surgery. He's just playing in his first tournament, uh, second tournament of the year. If he were healthy, Dominic Team would be in that group of four. Uh, but right now, I can't back team until he gets healthy and consistent. 20 to 1 is not high enough odds on him. He should be right now about 50 to 1. Will Federer be back uh, for Wimbledon? He may be, but I got to tell you, watching a great like that come back and just being a shell of himself, I, I just don't like it. Roger's got all the money in the world, doesn't need to come back. He's just not going to be able to compete at the level he wants to. Is this the swan song for Rafa? Getting close, but you. Ha- but here's the thing, though. You look at Rafa's record, it can't say that it is. I mean, this is a guy that came back and sends Medvedev two sets down in Australia and Melbourne and wins there, and now you're going to what he is on. No player has ever been in the history of the sport as dominant as Rafa is on clay. I mean, this guy, Mike, in terms of what he's been able to do at Rome, at Madrid, uh, obviously at Roland Garros, is absolutely out of this world. Well, the vaccination issues, the questionable forthcomingness and all of these off the court things derail the Joker for becoming the greatest player of all time. I I think Joker is, you know, to me, when you look at a talent standpoint, Roger's the greatest from a talent standpoint, from a competitive standpoint, Rafa's the greatest competitor I've ever seen out there. And then Novak is probably the best player of all time. Greatest returner of serve. Bottom of the third at cellular one, White Sox lead the Angels two to nothing. They're headed to the bottom of the sixth at Bush in that makeup game. Great pitchers duel. Matt's out dueling Zach Greinke right now. one nothing Cardinals. Thanks for tuning in today. Stay tuned to Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Up next, it's Betting Across America. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.